This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is November 30th, 2020. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's poppin'? Oh, not much, man. I uh, just got back from Florida visiting uh, my family. Uh, you know, won't get into details, but got to see my wife and baby for the first time in a week. Um, and that was uh, pretty awesome. And then uh, I get to see them again around Christmas time. And then they're coming back with me to Omaha. So uh, I will long await that day. Um, and for now, just kind of getting through it. And uh, as everybody is here in 2020, and it's kind of the... I don't know, the perfect end to 2020 and the picture of 2020 is me having to be away from um, my wife and baby. And uh, man, I'm I'm ready for this year to be over. We're almost into the new year. And what's going to take us into the new year is NBA basketball. And I'm ready for that. Well, I want to ask you a question right now because it seems like your Florida Gators and Kyle Trask are really humming along mm-hmm. the last few weeks. Um, uh-huh. Just beat Kentucky? Just, just beat Kentucky, yeah. 34. Just beat Kentucky. So... You guys right now are ranked sixth, and in mm. the SEC, you're behind Alabama and Texas A&M, right? Yes, yeah. Which so right how does so, what's, what's yeah what's the path for you guys to make it to the playoff at this point? Uh, win the SEC championship. Well, first of all, be win out the season. Um, Florida's got pretty easy schedule left. I think it's Tennessee and uh, LSU, uh, both teams that they're supposed to beat pretty handily. Um, so yeah, Tennessee and LSU, the December 5th is Tennessee, December 12th is LSU, SEC championship, December 19th. Um, so yeah, got to beat Alabama and, uh, and Atlanta. And then I think that is, that's the path right now for, for Florida, but there's a lot of question marks with Florida and I, you know, we won't get too far into it, but there, the defense is a little suspect. Um, first half, it was 14 to 10 against Kentucky. Um, Kentucky kept our offense off the field because our defense couldn't couldn't really string together too many stops um you know without Kentucky milking like five minutes off the clock every possession so uh I mean it looks all right I just think to to beat Alabama Florida's gonna have to put up 60 um because they're not gonna get any stops so it'll be a shootout I think at least I hope because if it's not then that means Alabama destroyed Florida but we'll see um so how does that I'm all right how does that work with like the SEC West and the SEC East? Is it like the best team from each part of the SEC goes to the, yeah. ne- the championship game? Yeah, so SEC East uh, leader, which is Florida, which is why the SEC East and who represents the the division in the championship game usually comes down to Florida, Georgia, um, which is why that game is so big. So beating Georgia a couple weeks back, we, you know, Florida knew, um, got to win out the rest of the year if we beat them and we'll be in the SEC Championship. So, looks good. We're in the driver's seat of the SEC East, and we'll go on to went, play the leader of the West, which is Alabama. A&M is ranked ahead of Florida right now, and that's because A&M beat Florida, so rightfully so. A&M beat us, I think, by five or something, um, just because of our defense is so terrible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, A&M, unfortunately, is in the West, so they're not going to Probably so you just have to. to win every game for the rest of the year to win the national championship. That's not asking too much. No, 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 not at all. So it's uh, that'd be three, three games, including the SEC championship, and then uh, win the 
two playoff games. So five more games, got to go five and zero. Oh, that's it. That's not too bad. Well, I don't want to brag, but as of today, the New York Football Giants are in first place in the <laughs> NFC East, sitting at four and seven. Yeah, so that's, I that's I don't want to I don't want to hurt everybody's feelings as uh, I, right now I think the Bucks are playing the Chiefs last I looked like Tyreek Hill had like 200 receiving yards and two touchdowns at the end of the first quarter so that's just ridiculous I'm not did, quite sure what's going did on did your that boy game right Danny now, Dimes did he come back in the game or is he out he uh so yeah so he he had like a little seven yard scamper went down came up uh you know grabbing his hammy and then came out of the game they checked him out he you know threw some. Some passes on the sidelines, you know, ran up and down the the sideline, tried to come back into the game. I think he was in for like one play, just could not push off of his, you know, his right hamstring, his his back leg. So um, he he came out almost immediately. The reports are kind of varying right now. Some people think he's going to be out a few weeks. It's a hamstring and, you know, those things like to linger. Joe Judge, head coach of the Giants, he's not really all that up to speed on what exactly the severity of the injury is yet. He's getting an MRI, I think, tomorrow. So so we'll see. I mean, I came into this season saying if, you know, I expect us to win five to six games, I'd be happy with that, you know, as opposed to three last year. And then um, if if we were able to pull off that seventh win, I would be ecstatic. So we've got a pretty tough schedule, I think, of the six games that we have left. I think four of them are against teams above 500 right now. So... It's going well, to be tough either way, but without Daniel Jones, it would be much more difficult, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you know, for those of you who can't see, Jonathan, if you're not watching via YouTube and you're consuming us through uh, any platform you listen to your podcast at, uh, Jonathan is currently uh, wearing a Danny Dimes jersey. That's right, baby. Uh, supporting his quarterback. True believer. Yeah. I have not I have not washed this this season. I only wear it on Sundays. Uh-huh. I always take a shower before I put it on. I wear deodorant every week. So it's do you not do like, like yard smelly. Working it after or what? Nope, nope, nope. I have worn it. I have not washed this this season, and um, yeah, I mean it's probably too much information. You guys didn't need to know that, but well, maybe you should wash it just to kind of reverse the Giants. Like, hey, we've here. won three in a row now. The team well, has improved each week. We're much better than we were week one. I was not sold on Joe Judge at the beginning of this season, but slowly but surely, he has made me a believer. This team who'd fights. You guys be today. Every single week. Today we beat the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow, barely, but we lost Daniel Jones. You know, uh, pretty uh, pretty early in the fourth quarter, I believe it was. So uh, Colt McCoy led us led us to victory today, and, and uh, uh, the Giants' defense. Also on the Orlando front, not necessarily the Magic, but on the Orlando front. I don't know. Obviously, by now, those of you who care know. Um, I didn't know this, but Orlando City lost to New England in the playoffs today. So. Yeah, uh, makes the f- the playoffs, the postseason for the first time uh, in their lifetime of, of being in a, an organization. And then you, you lose in the second round. At least you got past the first round. You can tell us what that's like because I don't remember. So, hey, and I, I just I wanted to bring this up because, Luke, I know I, I sent you a few text messages uh, earlier in the week. Um, I've been playing some NBA My GM. I bought, you know, 2K21 and with, you know, the PlayStation 5. I was waiting for Spider-Man Miles Morales to, to come in the mail. So I had to I had to play something, so I bought 2K21. And um, other than, like, my career, like, I, I like playing, like, the My GM mode and just seeing as, like, a general manager how I can, you know, build a team or destroy a team or, or whatever. To see um, if you're Hennigan or, you know... 
Bob Myers. Uh, Masai or, Ujiri, know, some, something like right, that. Exactly. exactly. You know, we're not throwing Weltman in that. They don't deserve <laughs> to be in that conversation just yet. They're so, we're, we think they're somewhere in the middle. Well, but, you uh, could be. You the could jury's be them, still out based on your results here. If, if if they're like okay, then you might be them. No, 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 no. I, okay, so this is what happened. So first season, I was able. To buy, so basically, this season, I was mm-hmm. able to move Evan Fournier, Aaron, or, and Aaron Gordon by the trade deadline. I forget mm-hmm. what the return was for that. I ended up moving uh, Vucevic, and then I ended up with the um, like the second pick and the fifth pick in the draft. Like the way that everything kind of worked out. I I got some lottery luck. Um, admittedly, basically the long and the short of it is this: 2025 and 2026, the Orlando Magic were uh, the world champs. All right. Well, there you go. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I feel like some people know this, but NBA 2K is very high on Jonathan Isaac defensively. As are we, so it's perfect. Jonathan Isaac won seven straight <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year awards in the simulation that I ran. I had absolutely nothing to do with this. Be honest. Did you boost his stats and sliders I, a little bit? On everything in this world I, that I love, I had zero to do with this. Jonathan Isaac, I think at the end of the simulation, because there was one point that he was like 33 or 34 years old, making like $39 million. The team was absolutely garbage, and I had to, I had to restart. I had to rebuild. So after mm. like 12 or so seasons with the Magic, I had to trade Jonathan Isaac, right? Mm. But at that point, hit, you know, the overall started to drop in 2K, as you know, as players age, their overall What was his to overall? Drop. What did he get to? He got up to an 89 overall. But listen, his offensive numbers were atrocious. It was like nine, nine points a game, shot like 35% from the three-point line. So like that's how good the game had him defensively, that he was an 89 overall but he only averaged nine points a game. Now, hopefully Absolutely the truth insane. lies in the middle there somewhere, right? Yeah, I would I would I, definitely I would trade take like two Some defensive, or three defensive player of the year awards yeah. and like, you know, 18, 19 points a game. I would be totally happy with that. Yeah, no, let's let's do that. I'm not about watching J.I. only average nine points a game for the yeah. next And then I think he made years. like eight, like eight, um, like first uh, defensive teams. Like just right. absolutely I'll, I'll ridiculous. Yeah. So... Even with the injury, 2K is very high on Jonathan Isaac, and uh, we're hoping that he, you know, resembles Did that. Did he miss when this he gets year? Back. No, no, no. I come on now. I I made so sure that to, didn't happen. I was, I was like, come year. on. I know I'm I'm you know rebuilding, but like you know, let's at least get Jonathan Isaac for for the year here. So, um, but yeah. Anyways, let's get into some actual um Orlando Magic news. So we're gonna start off. So sadly, um, early this morning, Jimmy Hewitt co co-founder of the Orlando Magic passed away um was suffering from dementia it, it seems like he uh he was actually battling COVID as well so first of all um just you know Luke and, and I our thoughts go out to his his family um you know we we hope that he rests in peace um from what I I know about Jimmy Hewitt and, and what you know Luke and I know about Jimmy Hewitt he's a believer so we believe that um we'll see him again right Luke right. um but at the same time, you know, it's not ever easy to lose uh, a loved one. So prayers, you know, go out to his family as well. Prayers go out to the Orlando Magic organization. And, um, Luke, we literally would not be here if it wasn't for Jimmy Hewitt. Well, yeah, and that goes into kind of the story, the quick story that that, that has been told on the Orlando Magic websites and just in general um, when talking about the establishment of the Orlando Magic. Um, he and Pat Williams met through some conference in Texas that Pat Williams spoke at. They um, A year later, they got back in touch, I guess, or they struck up a conversation uh, about NBA basketball and the franchises that need to be expanded upon that could be expanded and created. And uh, basically, Pat Williams called him and said, hey, 
what uh what are the best places for an NBA team to be created? You know, is it is it Miami, Tampa, or Jacksonville? And Jimmy Hewitt uttered the words that would forever change Central Florida. Quote: Orlando is the place to be. So that is how uh, the Magic got to be started. Like you said, the Orlando Magic would not be here without Jimmy Hewitt. Um, and specifically, they would not be in Orlando without Jimmy Hewitt. So, um, you know, grateful for, for his idea and for the execution between him and Pat Williams. Um, you know, like you said, thoughts and prayers out to um, his family uh, during this time. And 2020 has taken another legend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It's almost what this is going to be the Magic's thirty-second season, I believe. Yeah. Um, and you know everything that I know about Orlando prior to the Magic coming here. And obviously, you know you've had Disney just right down the road, but um, the Magic coming to Orlando and a, and a professional sports team coming to Orlando is, is very much responsible for um, you know the continued growth of you know Orlando, especially like the downtown area. Area. Mm-hmm. So. Um, forever grateful to to Jimmy Hewitt and you know definitely Pat Williams as well that you know they um you know worked so hard to bring a team to this city that so much of us love and and, and care about and um obviously does a, a great deal in the community so um you know the the loss of, of Jimmy Hewitt really can't be overstated so once again we just uh you know thoughts and prayers go out to his family and the um entire Orlando Magic organization Yep, and you know, uh, you know what what wouldn't be possible without Jimmy Hewitt either, is uh, Orlando Magic preseason here starting, right. not up not very, too very long soon. from now. What were the dates on that? Did you have those? Yeah. December so, um, so preseason is going to start uh, the 11th. So coming up here, so we're recording this Sunday night. So Tuesday uh, will actually be the the first like official day uh, that Magic players can get back in the Amway for. Um, like team sanctioned individual workouts. Um, there's all, I guess they're also calling this a media week. Um, I guess the teams will be having like their various media days throughout the, the week here. Um, and then December 6th. So next Sunday, uh, group player workouts can begin. So like, you know, actually team sanctioned practices and then December 11th through the 19th will be the NBA preseason. And then as we all know, um, December 22nd will be the, the first day of the regular season right now um, Orlando is slated to play in Atlanta against the Hawks on December 11th and the 13th so they have like a little mini road trip there and then Luke they'll come home um, for December 17th and 19th to host Charlotte uh, have, before have the they announced if they're started. doing fans or no I don't think so Luke um, to be honest with you right before we got on the podcast here um, I was actually looking for tickets um I don't think they've gone on sale quite yet. Usually by the time we know, you know, what the preseason games are going to be, um, you can purchase preseason, you know, tickets and all that jazz. So um, unless there's something that I'm missing, I've been a a season ticket holder in the past. So um, if I'm not on the list anymore, I'll be really upset. But, um, well, at least the magic tell me that they consider me a quote unquote super fan. (laughs) So like a lot of times I'll get like, you know, pre-sales to, you know, season tickets and preseason tickets and playoff tickets and stuff like that. I haven't received any communications from the Magic regarding tickets. If uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to double check my phone here. But um, I don't know. It really doesn't sound like there are going to be many teams that are going to have um, fans. Uh, yeah, I'm looking through my email here. I'm not. I don't have anything about tickets. So interesting. So I might just be off the list now. That's entirely well, possible. Maybe yeah. they heard the podcast and like 
this well, kid's yeah. trash. So. Yeah, right, right. So they got to eliminate you. But so it's interesting. Preseason this year, four games. Um, like you said, two in Atlanta, two at home against Charlotte. Um, first of all, two really interesting teams this year that I'm that are very different than what they were last year. Um, Charlotte, you can make the case that that happened when they drafted Lamella Ball. Um, so Lamella Ball and Charlotte, um, Gordon Hayward now in Charlotte. Um, and then on the Atlanta side, um, they've got, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, and they've got their in Rajon Rondo. Um, who else am I missing? I feel like I'm Gallinari. Feels like they have like 15 new guys. Yeah. I they mean, have a lot of Capella new guys going to be healthy. We didn't see too much of him last year with them. Right. But. So there's going to be a lot of guys. Now, usually the question is preseason, like how much run am I going to see? um from these guys it's interesting because rookies tend to get obviously some uh more run than others in preseason but also they also get it in in summer league which you didn't get this year so you're without summer league so honestly expect preseason to be a lot rougher than normal um preseason is going to be really rough so um, especially, you know, with guys like LaMelo and, and teams adjusting like the Hawks and everything like that. So everybody's going to be trying to get in their footing. Um, and, you know, with Orlando, there's really not much difference between that, but there are some exciting differences. We're going to get to see Chuma Okiki for the first time uh, and Cole Anthony. So I'm interested to see what that all looks like. I think those will be I, – I mean, I think I'll have to tune in for all those preseason games because there's they're going to be – pretty exciting in my opinion i'm interested to see like night to night how they vary minutes um if starters you know will play much um because it's been a while since you know guys like the hawks have gotten run um against real nba teams so there there could be a lot you know some more minutes given to starters and um and they've got you know two nights against the same team to kind of figure out what they're going to do so well, as of now, unless there's a like an update that I've missed, um, Fox Sports Florida broadcast information will be announced, um, as will healthy and safety protocols regarding potential limited capacity attendance. So um, right now, as the case is every single year, you just never know whether or not, you know, the preseason games are going to be uh, broadcasted like officially. Like I remember a couple of years ago. I, I forget who it was. It might have been it might have been Marquis, but someone on Magic Twitter basically found a link to like the Charlotte Hornets Jumbotron. <laughs> yeah. So we were able to watch the game that way and it was like occasionally you could get like a glimpse of what the score was, but those angles always really, really suck. Hey, fun fact for you, and I'm gonna tell you this because I'm in live production. Uh it it is it's a main display, it's an LED, it's a video board. Okay, a jumbotron. Oh is a my company. god! Are you serious? <laughs> Are we really doing this right now? The, I'm just this helping. Is the kid. No, no, no. I want our viewers to understand. This is the kid when I tweet something and it's not grammatically perfect. Like I put, I put a question mark before an exclamation mark, and apparently, like the grammar no, 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 no. Nazis, you put a question mark after the whatever, like, after the whatever, and made like and such a big it, deal about it. Put it before, but then, but then the same kid tweets later on and doesn't even like capitalize words that are supposed to be like the first letter is supposed to be capitalized. So. Stop playing yourself. I'm, listen, I'm just saying. But all that to say, this isn't grammar, all right? This is just the facts. Oh Jumbotron became like a monopoly company, and so they were the they were the video board in every arena. But now that has since shifted, and they are just to be called video boards 
Dude, it's like it's like calling cup. a tissue a Kleenex. Okay, At this but, point, just no, 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 everybody no. refers to it as the same thing. Kleenex still dominates. Jumbotron does not. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. No one cares, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. No, that's that's really a great fact. But no, my point is we don't know if we're going to be able to view these games. And it sounds like, Luke, that information as far as whether or not we're going to be able to attend these games is going to like like the day before they're going to let you know whether or not <laughs> it's a, you know safety protocols regarding potential limited capacity attendance. So we're still waiting to, to see whether or not fans are going to be allowed at these games. Florida, I mean, I think we probably have a better chance here. Yeah. Um. Then you know, like some other you know states and, and cities and everything like that. But um, we'll we'll definitely have to to wait and and see, basically how that goes. So. Is there who is the player? It it can be someone on the other on another team that you are most excited to see play in preseason. Well, see, and it, among among who the Magic play against as well. So like right. in the Magic preseason. Um, it could be on the Charlotte Hornets or the Atlanta Hawks or the Atlanta Magic. Who who's the guy? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go two different routes. I'm gonna say not on the Magic and then on the Magic. So okay. not on the Magic. It's probably gonna be Lamelo, just because like to me, I feel like he's just still like a big question mark as far yeah. as you know how um, effective he's going to be as a primary ball handler, like right off of the bat. Um, so that'll be really cool to see. I think Trey is going to be Trey. He's obviously going to be tons of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, with the Magic, you know, it, it's kind of, I, I've got like three that I'm like a third and a third and a third on. One is going to be Markel. I don't know if you saw his tweets, but when they uh, tweet out like the preseason preseason schedule, he tweet out like the little devil emojis. So he's ready. It's going to be awesome to see him. Hopefully, take like you know the step that we've been hoping that Aaron Gordon would take the last four years, but. If Markel can actually do that, that's going to be huge for us. Kind of tempering my expectations there. Um, but then next I would say would be Chuma. But just because of his health and because how quickly everything is getting ramped up, I definitely think he's going to be pretty limited. And as far as like his playing time, because the kid hasn't played basketball in almost two years. Um, and then after that, obviously, it's going to be Cole. Um, but it'll be it'll be you know pretty interesting to see what kind of leash uh, Clifford gives him early on. I could definitely see like him making a few mistakes and forcing a couple of shots or making a couple of turnovers and then here comes Michael Carter Williams and like plays the rest of, like the second half or something like that. Like I I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibilities. What about you? Um yeah, unfortunately I was hoping that my list would be much different than yours. <laughs> um but yeah. I'm not going to force an answer and say that I'm more excited to see Cole Anthony play than Chuma. I just uh, Chuma has had time around the, you know the G League and hasn't played um, officially in a couple years, like you said. So I'm definitely most excited for for Chuma overall. Um, and then Lamelo, like you said, just a lot of question marks. Um, can his shot, you know, efficiency change? He shot pretty atrociously, um, especially from deep um, most recently, and so. It'll be interesting, man. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to – I feel greedy. I want basketball back already, and I'm already itching to have it. So it'll be fun to uh, see the guys on the court and, you know, get a glimpse into what this team's going to be this season. Um, but, again, as most of you know, uh, don't put much stock into results. Uh, don't put stock into much of that at all. And uh, just enjoy, you know, honing in on a certain player and seeing how they do. 
Well, I mean, like last year, I think it was against the Pistons in the preseason, if I'm not mistaken. I think Aaron had like 25 points in one of those games, like 19 points in like the the first half or whatever. Yeah. And then I think he had some type of injury at the beginning of the season, or, or this might have been at the beginning of the regular season last year, and then like tweaked something and like you know Aaron will just show us those flashes from time to time, and you're just like, oh, here it goes. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah definitely temper your. Um, you know the yeah. the conclusions that you try to make from these yeah. preseason. Yeah, games. It, it, if Chuma comes out and drops, you know, twenty five to thirty on limited minutes, don't don't be getting too no, excited. No, yet. So, no, I'm sorry. If that don't, happens, it's a wrap. Because we saw okay. Jonathan Isaac do that at the beginning of the bubble, and it was just like pants were coming off. <laughs> like, yeah, they were off. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. But all right, um, go crazy if you want, because there there is something to celebrate there if that happens. Yeah. However. Don't expect him to give us 20 a game this year as a result. Um, right. I mean, that would be great, but probably unlikely. Would be great. So my question for you is this, because you did mention that, you know, Chuma has, you know, obviously last year he was around the Lakeland Magic, had, um, you know, like professional, you know, facilities and, and you know, um, you know, coaching staff and everything like that last year. So he has probably like a little bit of an advantage. So like we've seen guys in the past, right, who were injured for like basically their rookie season. So like a uh, Blake Griffin and, and like, um, you know, like a uh, Ben Simmons and even to some extent, Joel Embiid, where these guys are around an NBA team for an entire season. They, um, you know, they're at the, the practices, they're doing their own workouts or whatever, but they're traveling with the team. They're working with the coaching staff. They're, you know, just endless amounts of learning and everything like that. Do you think that the experience, because you've been around, you know, the Lakeland Magic a bit, do you think that the experience that Chuma got at Lakeland is comparable to that? Or do you think it like it's still a completely different level what goes on, you know, in the NBA if you're not playing? Yeah, so the one thing that I think I've talked about before and that some people probably know, but a lot might not, um, Lakeland and Stan Heath, uh, the coach of the Lakeland Magic, their playbook is they, they keep it the same between Orlando and Lakeland. Um, so I would say that, that Chuma's experience in Lakeland was beneficial as opposed to him coming straight out of the draft and going right into the Orlando Magic um, facilities and only being with them and playing with them the first season. He's He'll look better. He won't look – a lot of the times with rookies, sometimes they look lost, especially in preseason – um, a guy like Chuma, who I think is a is a go getter and and probably dedicates a lot of time to film, especially in this last year when he was rehabbing. Um, I, I think it does him a lot of good uh, to to be around those Lakeland guys. There, the Lakeland guys are close with the Orlando Magic guys, um, especially the the two ways and 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 guys like that. So, um, you know, last year you had the guys like you know B.J. Johnson, um, then you had you know Emil Jefferson. Um, and Josh Majette and, and those guys. So they're close with, with the Orlando Magic and that and, and everybody up there as well. So, yeah, I think Chuma definitely benefited uh, from being in Lakeland. A lot of familiarity, a lot of continuity, um, and something that can help him carry over to this year, which is going to be exciting to, to see what he's like because it's, it's not going to be like a rookie coming out of the draft at all. So I definitely is more of like an outsider, you know, like on the outside looking in, not having the, you know, experience that you've had, you know, with the Lakeland Magic. I would definitely expect it to, you know, be beneficial, but probably not to the same extent as, 
some of those other guys like we talked about Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin, who are, you know, with the team, you know, traveling with the team. Um, obviously, when you're with, you know, the, those guys, you're also building that chemistry and, and camaraderie and everything right. like that. So, um, you know, he's a rookie. It, it, it's going to be rough. You know, um, I do think he might be able to come along a little bit quicker, though, because of like you're talking about, you know, the, the playbook and the schemes and everything like that. Basically, the system that they run is you know exactly what you know the magic try to do as well so um but you know we talked about the fact that even in last year's draft it the way that chuma was playing especially you know that game against north carolina that like i've never seen a, a team shoot the way that auburn shot in that game you know going back to 2019 and NCAA tournament it just kicked our butts but especially chuma like chuma was on fire um yeah. and i think you know had Chuma been healthy, that's a team that potentially goes on to play in a national championship game, maybe even wins the national championship. Yeah. And if that's the case, then that – I mean, we've seen guys go on runs in the NCAA tournament like a, like a Kemba Walker, you know, for instance, and just mm-hmm. kind of elevate your draft stock going forward. So Chuma is very well a guy who, had he been healthy, you know, could have been a lottery pick in last year's draft or could have been a lottery pick in this draft. And had he been healthy, I remember, you know, during that draft last year, Mike Schmidt said Chuma Okiki could be the steal of of that draft. So um, like myself, a lot of other people, a lot of Orlando Magic fans um, have invested a decent amount of currency in Chuma Okiki rookie cards. With Mm. that being said, if Chuma balls out and becomes, you know, the rookie of the year and you're looking for some Chuma Okiki rookie cards, (laughs) holler at your boy because I'll be looking to liquidate. If you know what I'm saying, so I'm really yeah. hoping that Chuma just comes out and it just completely blows you know all of our expectations away. That would just that's obviously you know best case it, scenario. It wasn't enough for you to be one a Magic fan and two a Chuma fan, but to to give you some incentive to cheer for the guy. But on top of that, your your money you know rides on Chuma. So yeah, I mean like I mean that's this is the way that I this is the way that I see it, Luke. Like. As you know, a lot of our listeners know, during the COVID lockdowns, I got I have got pretty heavily into like you know sports memorabilia and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The way that I see it is, it's a potential investment, right? So like I, in Chuma cards, I probably have like a couple hundred dollars invested. Um, I I think I have like uh, maybe like eleven or thirteen cards. I saw a lot of Chuma, and what I mean by a lot is like they call it a lot of cards meaning yeah, like so a set of have, cards you would have lost me there something yeah you specified exactly so i saw a lot of chuma okiki rookie cards going on ebay the other day he this kid had like 15 or 16 cards it was going for like 1200 bucks that's so crazy I'm, exactly so i'm like i doubt the kid is going to sell them at that price point but if this is a kid who ends up being you know one of the the best rookies this upcoming yeah. season you don't that need maybe something rookie that you deal to capitalize no you don't i don't even need him to rookie of the year i just need to him to be ball out one of the better rookies exactly which by the exactly. way in this draft class like you said would have been a lottery pick in this draft so i mean who knows the he, potential he is be, there he could be one of the best rookies this year um, and then, I mean, you talked about people saying like, you know, he could, Chuma might've been the steal of the draft for the magic. I mean, you, I've also heard people say Cole Anthony could have been the steal of the draft. I mean, right. he's one of those guys that, that has a really high ceiling, um, in my opinion and, and people who are smarter than me have said as well. So, um, I'm, I'm really interested and excited for this preseason. It's such a short turnaround, but as an NBA fan, I love it. 
Uh, I know that everybody listening to this loves it. We're not far away. Um, you know, I like to do this in terms of, um, you know, how many episodes are we recording until until the season starts? And I think till the preseason starts, we got this one and one other one, and then the preseason will be here if I'm, my math is right. Um, and then we've got like three or four episodes coming out until the regular season starts. So yeah, so we've got yeah this week, next week, then preseason, and then we've got two episodes, and then like the regular season. Also, this is my weekly. Uh, have they released the NBA schedule yet? Nope, they have not. Jeez, we have I'm just no trying idea. to figure out who we're playing the first game of the season. That's all I want. Yeah, um, I think the the league is really gonna. I mean, I think at some point, like you know, you just have to give teams ample time to because. I believe the NBA is working with all the teams and, you know, the the airlines to make sure that all the logistics are going to be good to go. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, I mean, I would guess that probably within the next, I would hope within the next week to two weeks we would get the, the schedule. Anything, you know, other than that, you're really, like, cutting it close. But I guess for the NBA and, like, the teams, it probably doesn't mean much. I mean, they could probably release the, the schedule the day before, you know, the, the season starts and all the teams and everything, you know, they, they already know what's going on and everything like we, that. So, well, and the, the thing is, is I, I think that obviously people like myself can become frustrated with the fact that the NBA has not released a schedule yet. Um, but I think a lot of it obviously is just because, you know, tomorrow there could be, you know, 10, you know, four teams that have a lot of t- positive COVID tests that come out. Um, you know, we don't have any idea. So I, I know right now for, uh, for what I'm for my work, the the um, NCHC, which is a hockey conference in Division One hockey, is having a a bubble type um, experience coming up here in Omaha, um, which is why work is going to be extremely crazy for me coming up starting in December. But you know, they the NCHC took a while to to bring us to put out a schedule, and I was like, what are we doing? Why is this taking so long? But then you think like. If they're scared they put out a schedule and then a day later a bunch of teams are going to test positive and then they have to take everything back and they have to redo the schedule and it's like so much easier if you don't release it to the public because it gets put out so many places um, and then you have to erase all of that basically and you know put corrections on all those sites and all those social media platforms so there's a lot uh, of behind the scenes as to why the schedule is taking so long to come out but uh, I will be thankful as a consumer of NBA content you know, when they finally do that. And like you said, hopefully it's here in the next couple of weeks, um, maybe during preseason or something like that, but um, at the latest, but hopefully we'll see. It's, it's a weird time and uh, man. Well, I something that I hadn't really thought too much about for, you know, whatever reason up until the last couple of days is like COVID definitely has like a really strong opportunity to affect the NBA in ways that, maybe you know other sports haven't been affected at at least to the same extent because if you look at the the nfl right like the denver broncos today had to play a game without having an actual quarterback on the on the roster and you think about a team (laughs) who they're able to carry 53 active players on the roster at any given time Mm. they weren't able to have a quarterback so when you talk about a team who is going to have 15 guys on the roster um, I, I just think that there's going to be a huge potential for, for COVID to um, impact some of these yeah. rosters, especially because well, these guys are, are spending so much time together. Like, yeah, you, you probably have the ability for like a team to just not be able to play for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, you thought, you know, near the end of 
you know, a couple seasons ago, you thought that, you know, you got to know some of the G League guys like Emil Jefferson and Troy Copain. You're going to, you might meet some even deeper guys on the Lakeland roster this year. Thanks for listening to the six man show. Gonna happen and, Be and sure to subscribe on COVID. iTunes, um, Spotify, taking, Google play, you know, play and Stitcher. Hopefully get new episodes downloaded directly to your said, phone. Um, Please take a minute before, to give us a five star rating and a review. You, you know, it would really help us out they, a lot. They have slots Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at six man show and like makeup games. We'll catch you guys next scheduling stuff like that. However, when you get to the second part of the season, the schedule's out. You're not going to have too many holes to fill in terms of, you know, plug and play, you know, games that got canceled in the first part of the season. So they're just going to have to say, oh, you've only got, you know, eight guys on the roster and two of them are G League guys, three of them are G League guys. I don't know. You guys got to do it. Uh, that's it. And so that that's probably how the season's going to go. You're going to have a couple games where the Magic just are really depleted. Magic are benefiting because the other team is very depleted while the Magic have a healthy roster. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. You might get some run out of some G League guys um, as well, and it'll it'll be pretty interesting. Well, here I was thinking that the signing of Kareem Maine wasn't really going to be all that consequential, but there's a pretty good shot that we're yeah. going to see him, you know, getting I, some, uh, you know, some backup point guard minutes here this season. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'd love to see that. He's a guy that... Magic fans are starting to get to to see a little bit of, um, you know, twenty year old um, guard from Senegal, um, and is essentially his nationality is Canadian. So um, it'll be interesting to see if if he can get some run. Um, and I think he, I've talked about it on Twitter, but I think that that he can be um, a pretty lethal guy for the Magic to have in terms of development. I mean, this is a heavy, long development route probably, but. Um, if you can get him some run this year, I mean, the development starts now. Yeah, if he can turn into, you know, one of these guys that comes out of the G League, like a, uh, like a, you know, Boucher for uh, for the Raptors or mm. something like that, where a guy yep. ends up being one of the best guys in the G League. I mean, you know, we see one of those guys every couple of years. So, but who yeah. knows? Um, it's going to be really interesting to see. Again, you know, coming up here, you know, just in the next couple of days, we're going to start to see some footage of these guys getting back in the practice facilities and. Hopefully we'll get some footage that, uh, you know, I mean, Markel in the bubble, I think he shot like 40% from three. So just something to look out for, Luke. Who knows? Yeah. Um, do you know if the G League is even playing this year? I think they're supposed to because, like, you know, there's a few prospects, you know, namely like Jalen Green, who, you know, is going to be playing for, you know, that that G League prospect team. I forget the what their G name League is. All-Star team. Yeah, basically. Um, so I would yeah. think so. Uh, every just a quick search it says uh the g league could be resumed in a bubble this was a day ago hmm in atlanta so interesting uh something to look out for i guess and interesting to see typically the g league and the nba are are pretty linked up schedule wise so um that's another thing to look out for is what the g league does and uh you know we can always revisit this you know down the road and see what that means uh, in terms of what the impact that has on the NBA as well. So that, that, that could be really interesting. I'm thinking about it right now, and it's it's weird, but we'll see. Yeah, we're just, you know, fresh off the draft, and, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, um, some of these guys like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green. Yeah. Um, I, I saw some some Cade Cunningham clips from uh, from Oklahoma State's game the other day, and uh, yeah, very interesting. I don't think the Magic <laughs> will be in position to draft either one of those guys, but especially Jalen Green. 
I've just been watching a lot of clips of him. I haven't had anything better to do. Um, but really, his shot making is is very uh, me likey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. No, I I saw some of that too. I have some Knicks friends that have been you know oh, clamoring. Boy. Good luck. Knicks yeah. could go zero and seventy two this year <laughs> and wouldn't get the first pick. So that's just that's the life of being a Knicks fan. So it's true. Anything else, Luke? No, I think I'm good on this end. I'm excited. I'm excited to finally have basketball back again even though it's been such a short time i'm still excited for it yeah definitely i think i speak for all of our listeners that we really appreciate that jumbotron uh lesson that that seminar, a, so. yeah, yeah yeah just so you what guys used know, to be jumbotron yeah yeah it's a video board guys video right. board thank you so much yeah all right well that's all that we have for this week folks for luke this has been jonathan and we will catch you guys next time see ya